Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, And thanks for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. My next guest was once quoted to say, quote, Cannabis represents an industry of health and wellness, whether you utilize its benefits for medical or recreational purposes. As awareness grows, people are finding out just how incredible this underappreciated plant can be for themselves, family, and friends. And the person that said those choice words is the owner and CFO of Autumn Brands, Autumn Shelton. Autumn, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Now, to give a quick overview to our listeners, Autumn Brands has sought to shift the female perspective, stigmas, and misunderstandings associated with the use of cannabis as part of a whole and healthy lifestyle. With that said, you make mention of that quote, you're a family-run, 50% woman-owned company known for its holistic focus and artisanal approach to producing powerfully potent strains of pesticide-free cannabis. From day one to the present, Autumn Brands has sought to shift the female's perspective, stigmas, and misunderstandings associated with the use of cannabis as part of a whole and healthy lifestyle. And you mentioned that making the world a more balanced place is our mission, and we love it. End quote. Please expand on the mission that you're looking to fulfill. Sure. You know, in school, we were taught about 11 major organ systems, but we were never taught about the endocannabinoid system. Uh, it wasn't even discovered until the 1990s. And with research on cannabis being so minimally allowed, most don't even know about it. So all vertebrates and invertebrates have the endocannabinoid system. Our bodies have its own cannabinoids, as well as cannabinoid receptors found in different systems in our body. Both the cannabinoids and the receptors function to balance out our central and peripheral nervous systems and many of the body's organs. In other words, our bodies already have its own cannabinoids that help regulate our systems. But when our bodies can't regulate itself or we have a cannabinoid deficiency, the cannabinoids from the cannabis plant can bind to the receptors and bring balance back to those systems such as the immune and digestive systems, as well as with diseases and ailments. You know, women are the natural caretakers in a family and the ones who seek out products that will keep their families healthy. At Autumn Brands, our goal is to educate the benefits of cannabis and produce a natural pesticide-free product that can relieve ailments and stress, providing balance in the human body and a healthy lifestyle. Now, not amazing yet, cannabis is quickly becoming a go-to mainstream self-care product found in medicine cabinets and on nightstands in homes across demographic lines, thanks to the woman of the house, as you mentioned. You also make mention of, quote, self-care is taken very seriously by women who are the fastest-growing segment in cannabis. I'm mentioning it's an exciting time for women in the industry. What are some of the things that give you this sense of excitement? Well, you know, cannabis can, can be consumed in three main ways. It's either topically through the skin, inhaling it into your lungs, or eating it so it goes straight into your gut. And, you know, being on someone's nightstand, it really depends on their preference and what they're looking to balance themselves out with. 
So it's thought for movement disorders like Parkinson's or, or if you have anxiety or nausea, it's best to inhale it so that it goes right into your nervous system. For chronic pain, it's best to consume tinctures or edibles so that it may relieve the symptoms longer. Uh, for localized pain and inflammation, topicals are a great, great way to find relief. I personally use um, a one-to-one THC to CBD cream. You know, anytime I get those sore muscles in my neck um, from picking up my three-and-a-half-year-old or sitting at a computer all day. Um, so that's a really great way to, really great way to get pain relief. Um, you can find topicals that will, some will get you, um, some will get you a little high and others won't. It just depends if they're subdermal or not. Um, you know, this is really an exciting time for women for, for multiple reasons. Uh, this is a new industry, but the sky is the limit. Women have an incredible opportunity to show their executive and creative skills to build and develop successful businesses where they might not have been able to rise to a certain level in a different industry because it's already been so well established with men in that role. And I feel like a lot of women have felt the stigma of cannabis, like, like all of us have. And so they've only really tried cannabis in social settings where maybe they overindulged a little bit too much. And so they didn't really understand that you can treat it just like a glass of wine and you just have a little bit, have like a little head off a joint and you get that just natural relief from either a long day at work or a long day with the kiddos. Um, or if you have a certain ailment that you really need um, a relief from, you can utilize it for that as well. Fantastic. I'm here with Autumn Shelton, who is a founder and CFO, as we owner and CFO from Autumn Brands. We're going to come back with some more questions with Autumn in just a moment. Stay with us. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone Gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. 
I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Autumn Shelton, the owner and CFO of Autumn Brands. Now, Autumn, uh, the Brands Family Farm, which is quite interesting, and I've heard heard quite a bit of this uh, in terms of um, generations of farmers coming from other areas, especially from Amsterdam. So... The family farm started in Holland more than a century ago, and today, today, excuse me, six-generation farmers apply the same expertise garnered in growing the world's finest tulips to producing pure and potent strains of cannabis in sunny coastal Santa Barbara County in California. So, fill me on the historical importance of Holland being such a. Now, we always heard about Holland, of course, as being a place to consume cannabis, but I haven't heard so much about cultivating cannabis. Tell me about that connection. Well, I have, I have three partners and they um, um, are of Dutch um, descent and they were previously before we switched over to cannabis growing cut flowers here in the United States. And prior to that, they learned how to, to grow cut flowers and other agricultural products in Holland. So that's why it goes back all the way a century ago. When we switched over to cannabis, we were able to really just utilize all the same greenhouses and pretty much all the same systems and a lot of the same growing techniques. So it's not so much that cannabis was being grown prior to, it was just the agricultural history and knowledge that has really allowed us to really easily transition into growing cannabis. And of course, it all takes a lot of, you know, trial and error and figuring out and tweaking because it is a a different crop, but truly we are able to be successful because of the knowledge that my partners have from so many years of experience in other agricultural products. So now tell me, what is it that happened that that really caused, I guess, what is the system that makes it so unique and different that offers such good quality product to grow from the ground up? Well, we grow exactly like we grew Gerber daisies. So we grow in the exact size pots, whereas, you know, and it's it's all personal preference. There's other cannabis growers that, um, you know, will grow outdoors in the ground or some will grow in huge pots. And then we will still continue to grow in little three-liter pots. And we've really found that the plants um, prefer this type of growing technique. And we're able to produce a really potent and consistent um, product this way. Uh, so this was one, one element that we brought along. Um, other way, otherwise, uh, we also have the same type of um, closed-loop watering system that we used before. So no water is wasted it's all reused and recycled we use a um, very similar soil also called medium um, for our plants that we use for the gerber daisies that allows them to get all the nutrients that they need and um, we also utilize a lot of the same techniques as far as measuring our water the ph ph levels and other growing techniques um, that came along with with the knowledge from the cut flowers now, is there anything that you do in terms of uh, where I, mean, I always heard some people that talk about how they might brand, and in California especially, 
we've seen so many different ways of people cultivating, whether it's, you know, using mountain uh, strained water or using some of the methods that are used in Napa Valley. There, I've heard multiple methods being done in California. And is that something that you try to position your products as because it is through this, uh, is, it, is it like almost like a colonial type of system, something that was, you know, back, you know, hundreds of centuries back, the kind of uh, things that well, obviously with six generations, there were just certain things that I guess that are very old fashioned, I guess, or just very simple that make this plant so much better without having to go through so much mechanics or so many different uh, methods of trying to go ahead and keep the plant quality and pure. Plus, you know, you're also using a method that from a, one climate, which was completely different and arid and uh, not, I wouldn't think so conducive to outdoor growing as more opposed to greenhouse to California, which you could probably grow outdoor more or do greenhouse and either or. Yeah, in California, you'll see outdoor growers. Um, some growers will use hoop houses. Uh, others will use greenhouse, and then others will just grow in a in a warehouse, fully indoors um, under lights. And you know, all three have their benefits, and all three probably have their negatives as well. So it's a lot of it too is consumer preference, and and some you know cannabis connoisseurs will definitely be able to tell you uh, the style of of how it was grown. Um, you know, for us, we really prefer the greenhouse method and feel like it's the future um, because, one, you still get to grow under the natural sunlight like you would outdoors, but you get the protection of having a building around the plants that really allows it to um, to be to be better protected from any type of wind or any other elements that might come in and, and harm the plants. We're also able to really utilize a beneficial insect program, so we don't have to use any pesticides whatsoever. So it allows for those beneficial insects to really remain within the greenhouse, uh, creating a really natural environment. Now, just going a little bit, I, I'm, and you know, it's just something where I'm hearing about the, the system, and I'm going into a story that I'm reading from DeutscheVilla.com about high-tech Netherlands-style farming and what they call uh, pe- precision farming. They mentioned that the fact is, it's, it sounds like it's the same idea, and, you, and please tell me if I'm off on this, but the idea would be where the, the Netherlands, excuse me, is growing plants, and they're doing their farming with far less water and pesticides that, than if production was happening in the soil or open air, using greenhouse technology, and they're saying it's very highly advanced. But the idea is, their thing is, they're trying to also grow enough uh, agriculture or do enough uh vegetables or whatnot to go ahead and you know feed the world is what their idea is and <laughs> is it, i mean it's really interesting where so less is more is the concept so if, would that be the same thing applied to cannabis would you just be able to go ahead and grow a lot more product with this method and do you think people are just overthinking the process i think you can grow it more consistently um you know yes if you grow on the ground you're not able to reuse your water um, you're also, you know, anything that you put, any type of fertilizers or nutrients you put in, that's all going to go into the soil. So, you know, in the greenhouse, we're also able to control the humidity and the temperature. So it's a really controlled environment. Um, you know, so being able to grow in a greenhouse allows you, yes, we utilize a well that's on the property. We are able to reuse and recycle all our water. So, and, and nothing enters into the streams or, or ground below us. So everything is just really environmentally sustainable um, by having it by having it in a greenhouse. 
in the same way, and maybe, and again, I'm just looking at trying to see if there's any examples here just to kind of see if there's any similarities. Some of the other things they mentioned with this precision farming is the constant warm temperature they bring in comes from geothermal wells. The level of CO2 gas on which the plants thrive is doubled in the air inside the greenhouse, carefully piped in from a local oil refinery. And then LED lights inside the state-of-the-art structures allow the crops to grow into the night. Is that something that would be similar to what you're doing as well? Uh, yes, we do. Um, we bring in all the heat um, into the greenhouses, so everything is temperature controlled. We don't currently uh, utilize any lighting except for in our nursery um, to help the, the, the clones grow. Um, in the state of California, you're required to have a very special license that costs twice as much if you put any type of lights in your greenhouse. Um, so some will uh, use that so that they can get more production while others will continue just to um, take advantage of the sunlight. And, you know, in greenhouse, it's called mixed light, um, where we utilize a uh, blackout system so that we mirror the natural sunlight days of 12 hours. Um, so we're always consistently growing um, in the same amount of time with the same amount of light, which allows us to grow year round rather than in one season. Exactly. Now, as that, you do an outdoor. And so that's, there's the traditional sense of the cultivation. But then let's go into the more technologically, the, the much more, the advanced next generation sense. So your team brings an uncompromising work ethic to the task of producing hand-selected, sun-grown buds, which are hang-dried, hand-trimmed, and cured to preserve maximum potency and full healing benefits. And now we've talked again, like I said, on this program, we've talked about different methods of cultivation, from hydroelectric power to Internet of the Things to hypersensitive monitoring. And what is it, again, in the same vein, you obviously, cultivators in California obviously find their own niche methods that work best for them, but offer offer great quality because obviously California has been praised for having some of the best, most compliant, highest quality product out there. Is it about a level of reputation or something more to it? Well, here we, we definitely do all the hang drying and hand trimming. We originally, when we started under the collective model many years ago, um, we used wet trimming machines because we could get more product out of it with less labor. And then after doing some trial and error, realized that, um, you know, hang drying and hand trimming, you were really able to preserve the terpenes and the quality and have, um, have better quality control as well. Uh, so being able to do that allows you to just really fine tune your product, um, which is important to um, not only customers, but to the consumer. So in California, uh, yes, it's so important to provide a high quality product, but I would hope that in any industry, that's what you're trying to do, that you're producing the best product that's most natural if people are consuming it, especially um, that, that possibly can. And having a reputation um, of providing a consistent high quality product is important. It's important for us to be able to sell it wholesale and bulk um, to anybody. And also if we're packaging and branding ourselves to the consumer so that they know what they're getting. Um, you know, as far as yes, the technology around um, cannabis and, and where it can go, you know, we, we utilize these, a lot of these same systems prior with the cut flowers in the greenhouse. Um, you know, and we're going to even extend it out and hopefully by the end of this year, um, either 
fill the farm with with solar or buy solar credits so that we can definitely uh, start to offset some of these energy costs. And I guess it's just me because I, I mean, what what really drew me to Autumn Brands is the only of the the Dutch generational uh, that connection right there, and just some of the. Uh, real traditional farming practices that are included and incorporated into the process. Because even in the Dutch cultivation, from what I've read, they also make sure that the rain is also collected and is pure uh, directly from, from what's coming in from rainwater, captured and stored in an underground layer of sand for use through the dry months. And then if there's ever any pests that are coming into the greenhouse, there are insects that are brought in to go ahead and eat those <laughs> eat those pests to make sure that mm-hmm. the plants stay intact. I just think it's fascinating, and I just think... I don't hear enough about different methods that are being brought in from other areas that might work because obviously, you know, there is, there are just those that are just, you know, there are farming practices that are done differently in other markets. California, for whatever reason, I just noticed, it's a hotbed of just different methods. And I think that kind of appeal, that does appeal to a lot of customers when they see, well, look at all the things they did to go and procure this. It's like... Uh, it's, it's fascinating. And I could go on for hours about just this right here. Just <laughs> hearing about. But um, I want to have a few more questions. We're almost running out of time. But you've been so grateful for either time. Autumn Shelton here, founder and CFO of Autumn Brands, is with us here on Blunt Business. I'll be back with final questions with her in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. 
We're back with Autumn Shelton, founder and CFO of Autumn Brands in our blunt business. U.S. News and World Report. They wrote a story on, quote, how cannabis may hinder California's environmental goals. Now, the story stated that California is having problems processing organic waste generated by the cannabis industry, and that may hinder efforts to meet ambitious environmental targets. This is a story I hadn't heard about, but most recently I just saw the story pop up. You mentioned in this article yourself how you send organic waste out through two separate companies, Restock, the cannabis repurposing company that also offers free pickup services, and a local green waste company. You said, quote, we're all just trying to follow what the regulations are stating. And you mentioned that, and you note, excuse me, that the amount of labor involved and space needed to compost on site isn't economical for the business. So what could be done by California to improve the situation? Are they addressing this? And what they should, what, what, what's, the, what's the solution you think that would be best served for California? Well, yes. So all our, you know, for us trying to compost on site, just that it makes sense um, at the rate of, um, of soil that gets moved through here. Um, but being environmentally sustainable is, of course, very important to us. So, yes, Restock will pick up all our stocks. And so they repurpose all of that into packaging products. And then the local composting company um, will pick up all of our organic waste, the rest of it, and, and compost it. And, you know, we've been reaching out with more, um, local um, environmental groups. And there are a number of um, actual companies that are seeking cannabis waste um, compost, I'm sorry, compost and to utilize for their farms. So I think this will all get really worked out as, as people understand um, the benefits of cannabis and, and, and the fact that cannabis products either use little to none, pest, no pesticides. So the compost that is actually generated um, is really a natural organic product. It's fantastic. And by the way, I really do enjoy, there's a number of pictures I can find, you know, if, if everybody just does a, does a Google search for you, I see there's a lot of pictures of you, you know, behind the plants and what amazing <laughs> growth of plants that you get. Obviously you get great crops, uh, a lot of harvesting to do out there and you have a pretty big team out there to do that. So can I really appreciate that? And you know what, you can go to autumnbrands.com to learn more about it. So Real quickly, take a minute to talk to our audience and tell them what they can learn about when they go to autumnbrands.com and uh, what they should go and do when they're there. Sure. Um, yeah, come visit us at our website at autumnbrands.com. Uh, you can learn more about um, uh, our team and um, being 50% women-owned, our families, uh, our, our, um, our businesses united by the, by the vision of two families, actually, Myself and my husband and my, my partners, um, his, him and his kids. And it's, it's an incredible combination and, um, and partnership that we all have that we learn and grow from each other. You also learn about our product lines that we sell, which is a 1-8 uh, premium flower jar, a 7-pack pre-roll pack, and a 1-gram pre-roll as well as a 80% THC vape cartridge. And I got to tell you, so I love the packaging that orange that's just that almost like that sunshine kind of deal i imagine if it's on a store shelf it just shines and and really it really just point it, it sticks out and you must look at it and it just looks great thank you so much we're very proud of it and we we're we enjoy our packaging as well and definitely when you see it out there it's the first thing you see when you walk into a dispensary totally so uh where can people uh find these products uh 
currently, I guess, in California. And where else can they find this if they're looking for it on their store shelves? We have a, um, we're in about 140 dispensaries from the top of California to the bottom. So uh, very shortly in the next week or two, we will actually have a um, store locator on our website. So you can also find that there and um, find the nearest dispensary to you. Excellent. So we'll make sure, again, keep coming back to autumnbrands.com, A-U-T-U-M-N, just like fall, which is coming up right now here in the States. And as we're recording the show, we're only about a month or so away. Make sure to go to autumnbrands.com. Check it out. And like I said, Autumn, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, really w- wonderful what you're doing. And definitely can be proud of the product with the, your name on it. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And again, thank you all for listening to another edition of Blunt Business. We're so happy to have you on and listening to us each and every week. And remember, we got a plethora of episodes you can look for right now. Go to CannabisRadio.com, of course, our wonderful host of our program. And remember, you can subscribe to the show anywhere apple podcast please do rate and review give us a five star out there we really would appreciate it you can also find us on google podcasts stitcher spotify and iHeartRadio. thank you for listening expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.